I'm Mario Munoz reporting for the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service. According to Commissioner Dr. Ramiro Caballero, the city of FAR is ahead of the curve in terms of distributing the COVID vaccine to homebound patients. The governor has said this is the next uh, stage for the state of Texas to do, which is to go into the homes of the elderly and give them the vaccination. And maybe it didn't start in FAR. Who knows? There could be some cities out there that also have been doing this. But you have been doing this with uh, tremendous success. And now the governor is saying this is the way it should happen across the state. That's a perfect way of, of looking at it. We're just ahead of the curve, and I'm, I'm very glad that we're ahead of the curve. Two leaders with the city of FAR, both medical doctors, Mayor Ambrosio Hernandez and Commissioner Ramiro Caballero, drafted the plan to distribute the vaccine to homebound patients. This occurred prior to Governor Abbott's recent announcement that this effort should be a priority. Steve Taylor spoke to Commissioner Ramiro Caballero about the process for distributing the COVID vaccine to the homebound. We both had discussed how best we could serve our community. And this was when the pandemic first started. I mean, we would talk to each other, you know, constantly. What do you think we should do? What do we do with businesses? What do we do? You know, remember the lockdown? That was a very difficult time for, for everybody. We had issues with how do we make it easier for our citizens? Police department, how, you know, how, how do you regulate things like that? How do we address the businesses? You know, at, at the very beginning, it was the lockdown and the business and it just getting to understand what the whole disease was about. As it progressed, luckily vaccination started coming around because, you know, back then it was all the social distancing, not leave your house, wear your mask, two masks, three masks, you know. Wash so, your hands. Right. I mean, all of this was very, um, you know, it was very new to everybody and it's very intrusive into people's lives. So now we have, you know, we've learned more about the disease process. We've learned, of, you know, you know, the hospitals learn how to take care of patients. You know, they learn, you know, uh, how to, you know, the outcomes are better. You know, so now we have a vaccine. So for us, it was, you know, which the next step is what do we do? You know, um, and it was actually an idea that, you know, was, you know, you know, between the both of us, he called and said, what do, what do you think? And I said, well, you know, logistically, we have to go, you know, these are the, the loops that we have to go through. And, you know, but the mayor being the mayor, you know, and uh, and we have a tremendous administration in the city of FAR, which people, you know, don't understand. Um, so and then the resources that we have and the contacts, you know, that the mayor has. And, you know, we, you know, organize, you know, this effort. And uh, but logistically, it's 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 it's, you know, you got to realize we're not a hospital. You know, but to actually undertake such an endeavor is, you know, it, but it takes discipline. It takes, you know, some sort it takes a lot of strategy and planning and the right people. So uh, it's just not me. And it, you know, it's Ambrosio. It's, you know, all, you know, Ed Wiley. It's, you know, um, Danny Ramirez, all the EMS, you know, our, you know, fire department, you know, the chief, the police department. You know, when we had our first COVID immunization day, which tomorrow actually is they're coming back for their second dose, you know, it was all hands on deck. We had people from HR. You know, we had people from finance. We had, uh, the, you know, we had kids that were part-timers. And, you know, it was the, our pilot program, and everything went smoothly. You know, the time from in, admission to registration 
to actual vaccination was between 20 and 25 minutes. You know, which if you heard the stories of other places, ours, you know, and again, even there, we cared about our older population because we had seating arrangements. We had people that would direct them where to go. Um, and we understood they could not stand that long. They could not, you know, you know, they came in wheelchairs. They came in walkers. They came in, you know, being helped by their daughters or their sons or daughters, you know, 95 year olds, you know, elderly people. So. And then we, at even prior to that, we were already contemplating what do we do next, okay? And the most logical thing, because we realize there's a population in the community, not just ours, but everywhere, people can't access um, the location. Even now, I was at a commissioner's meeting, not commissioner's, but a, a board meeting at one of the hospitals, and doctors were still asking, where do we send our patients? You know, it's like, they still didn't know. Well, one, one guy said, call call the medical school. Another guy said, call the county. You know, there's still that confusion within, you know, the, the, the system. Mm -hmm. But so all we could do, what we realized also is there's people who, you know, backtracking, that can't go to a, a, our location, either because they're bedridden, you know, you know, my parents were, you know, bedridden. Um, the, there's people who don't have mobility, you know, they can't drive, they don't have a car. And there's people who are just so scared to leave their homes, you know, so, um, or they're taking care of a loved one at home, so they can't go either. So we realized that the next step was actually trying to implement that program. And that took, again, organization and planning. But I can tell you with the right people, it's very doable. You know, we organized our teams, you know, we organized the city, you know, and, you know, you know, where these teams are going to go. We had tw you know, up to 22-man teams. Everybody was trained. Everybody had their, their assignments, where to go. And, you know, we had, it, actually, they were coming back earlier, you know, because they were so efficient. You know, they immunized, you know, at a certain location. They called the next location. Are you ready? Yes, we're ready. So they'd go up. And so we didn't lose any vaccinations, and, um, and uh, we did well. So, I mean, again, it's... And then we actually had the Border Patrol call. You know, they also volunteered. Last time we did it, which was last Saturday, we had Border Patrol medics that were helping us. So this is an endeavor that, um, you know, started from an idea, you know, what to do next. Because nobody has gone through this. So, you know, maybe later on there'll be better ways of, you know, immunizing, you know. But at this point, this is what we have, and this is what's current and uh, standard of care. So I think this is why, you know, um, you know it's, it's the logical step to go. So it's going to be ongoing, you know, and people that have been immunized their first dose, you know, you know are going to get their second dose. The logistics of keeping all the data, of course, is very important. You know, the, the refrigeration, all, you know, there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes. You know, it's one thing to say, you know, oh, you know, we did this, but you got to understand the people behind the scene that made it happen. And that's really the people that take the credit to do this. And if we do become, I, I hadn't heard, what Ambrosio just said, I hadn't heard. So, I mean, I've been at the hospital all day long. I just, you know, went home, took a shower and got here. Uh, but the thing is, if that's really what happened, you know, I'm very proud of the fact that, you know, we initiated something and, you know, and but I would think that other entities or other cities had thought of this as well. It's just that we're the ones that I think, you know, we took the big step and did it. Mm -hmm. And um, but uh, I think, you know, that's, you know, kind of where we're at. 
and you know it's you know we're all learning you know as we go along but it, you know the least we can do is you know is, is do this and I think we have the resources we have the manpower and again I you know um, you know um, and um, again it's 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 I've seen the, uh, the people who have participated they feel good about themselves after they've done it you know it's not like going to work and oh my god I'm going to work this is you know this is service and you know when you help others it makes you feel better and I, that's what I saw across the board even the young kids that were helping you know when you have a 20 year old you know working in a station like this with versus what other what 20 years usually do you know this tells tell something so anyway and so. We, we should tell the the listeners uh, here that when you mentioned Ambrosio Mayor Hernandez um, mayor of the city of Far, that um, is a, this a event tonight he mentioned that the governor has said this is the next uh, stage for the state of texas to do which is to go into the homes of the elderly and give them the vaccination and maybe it didn't start in far who knows him there could be some cities out there that also have been doing this but you have been doing this with uh, tremendous success and now the governor is saying this is the way it should happen across the state yes i mean and that's a perfect way of, of looking at it and um, I think um, and again if we're just ahead of the curve and I'm, I'm very glad that we're ahead of the curve um, what's the criteria for the elderly uh, patients and how many do you think you need to uh, have you got a, a, a target number are there a certain is a certain size of population in far that you're looking uh, to, to help right now we have you know we have a, a you know we have they can register online. We have, you know, FAR has their own, um, their email, and also, which really works. We have been targeting, you know, because really right now, uh, we've been targeting 65 and older. And that really, we've, that's all we've been doing so far. We do have some uh, other people that come in, you know, so obviously if you bring your dad in and, you know, you're there, we might as well immunize you too. Um, we have the data, I believe, I don't have it with me as far as you know the number of, of the demographic data of the city of far and what we've broken down to but we still actually have a lot we have people that are still 65 and older that we're still targeting even tomorrow uh saturday we're going to be going out to the homes again but it's just not the 65 you know we had people with chronic illnesses we have people with asthma and diabetes if you have a reason why you cannot go and you know we list it down then you know we will go to you um, but it, for that information I know it's there I know I've read it but I just can't remember it in the top of my head and how many weeks has this been going when, when did you launch it uh, uh, we started oh my god it's been 21 days three weeks already mm -hmm. and uh, we started on um, and are going out to the home since we've done it twice already and we do 200 people at a time 100 in the morning, 100 in the afternoon. So I suppose we've done about 400 people uh, uh, at, at the homes. Um, and our first immunization day, I think we did 500. So, you know, we've, and then, oh, we also brought them in from the adult daycare centers. That's the other thing we did. So we knew there was a subset of people that go to adult daycare centers, you know, and not all of them are just, you know, elderly. There's people with chronic, you know, diseases and, you know, and uh, other disorders. So we also had them bust in. And that, that, was, that, that was a little bit difficult, but it got done very well uh, because we try to organize everything according to schedule. 
you know, if you have an eight o'clock appointment, you have an eight o'clock appointment. Do not show up, you know, at 7.30, don't show up at 8.30 because everything's already prearranged. And I really got to hand it to the, to the people that showed up because if it wasn't for their, the way they, you know, they showed up and, and at the times they were assigned to them, you know, it might have not worked, but everything worked out real well. And our staff is also calling them the day before your appointment, again, reminding them, show up at a certain time. So there's a lot of things involved to making this flow the way it's supposed to go. Mm -hmm. yeah. And um, I understand that soon the city of Far will be uh, getting another batch uh, of vaccines and you're, you're then gonna start to target those under 65. Right. And, uh, and because you're like a hub, um, working with the county that those people do not necessarily even have to live in far you're 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 just looking to get yeah eventually i mean it, we, we've had people that really uh we targeted far you know but i know some um eventually we're going to have to spread out more and uh we've had we've got a lot of help from, of course uh initially from uh, doctors hospital at renaissance because they are uh they're a, a hub and they you know they get you know, thousands of doses, and, and again, uh, credit to them. Um, uh, the county has also been uh, extremely helpful, and uh, we've gotten both types of doses, you know, the, the Pfizer and the Moderna, and uh, I think we got the Pfizer from DHR and Moderna from the, the county. Um, and again, uh, again, they, they did an outstanding job, both entities, in, you know, in helping out in, in the communities. Well, Dr. Caballero, thank you for the interview. Is there anything I've missed, anything else you'd like to say on the subject of beating this coronavirus? Uh, basically, you know, just, again, I want to thank, you know, the administration and the city management and uh, the, all the people that made this possible, you know, the fire department, uh, uh, the police department, all the management, uh, the EMS services. I mean, we had EMS from Hidalgo County stationed in different parts of the city of Far. This is also part of the logistics, just in case there was an emergency. So everything, even to that point, we, you know, we, we were contemplating. So a lot of people and involved, uh, but for a common cause. And I really, uh, you know, I really, it wouldn't be done without their support. Now, you, you've made that clear in this interview that it really is a team effort. Oh, it's extremely. And again, I have to realize that, uh, you know, we're a city. We're not a hospital. And uh, we have done very well. And I think, again, with the leadership of Dr. Hernandez and some of the key players within the city government. And again, uh, we've had a tremendous response from the, from the citizens of FAR. You know, and I think um, it's, it's part of, you know, being a city of FAR. That was Dr. Ramiro Caballero, a member of the FAR City Commission. I'm Mario Munoz reporting for the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service.